0: This episode is dedicated to the life and memory of pro wrestling legend, Lance Russell.
1: You're listening to the Ringside Podcast.
2: Sitting at ringside.
1: The show that brings you all that
0: is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall with Daniel Spencer, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, Jeremy Wallman, I'm the best in the world at what I do,
1: and Justin Kruger,
0: Your arms are just too short to box
1: with God. And now let's ring the bell and start the show.
0: The strength Ain't nobody man no- welcome to the ringside podcast I'm Daniel Spencer I'm Jeremy Woman I'm sitting next to the pencil
1: neck geeks I am their manager JK
0: <laughs> okay well all right I get that so uh um, on it what
2: I said dig on
0: it what are you on it about
2: called me a pencil neck geek I normally give wedgies to guys
0: like that well now calm down calm down all right, so uh this episode is a special episode. We're going to talk about um managers. Um we just recently unfortunately lost one of the greatest rest- managers of all time, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. We dedicated a show to him right after he passed away. So, um Godspeed, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, thoughts and prayers are still with his family through this difficult time. It's never easy um when you lose someone you love. And uh but he is he was such a pioneer. Uh, in the pro wrestling world he really was uh but managers overall though it's just it's been a thing that honestly a lost art um that i believe that we have got away from in pro wrestling and we're going to talk about why these guys that we're going to name is great and why we should bring something like that back um and we but but first we want to talk about um ways that you can I support the show one of them is through the collar and elbow the collar and elbow brand.com order anything through collar and elbow use promo code ringside all capital letters ringside and you save 10% off your order plus um, you help ringside podcast and if you do that you automatically enter two entries to win our contest our contest, we're giving away a ringside podcast mug and something else a little surprise special that goes in there uh, it's but- not it's not inappropriate pictures of Daniel either. No, there's no such thing. And also, you can you can find, uh, or you can also enter the contest if you don't want to do it that way, which we recommend that way, though. But if you don't want to do it that way, you can tweet us a picture uh, showing you're subscribed to the show or that you're um, listening to the show, and you automatically be entered as well with the hashtag ringsidepodcastlisten, and you'll be entered as well to um, enter the mug, get the mug, too. So, um, plenty of chances to win. Now, do you have another contest about JK or something you want to plug?
2: Oh, yeah, if you, uh, same contest, there's just another way to enter If you... If find J.K. out in the streets, take a picture with him, holler at your boy, that's three entries into the contest.
0: Okay. All right. So,
2: And if you're a female, that's three and a half entries.
0: Oh, uh, okay. All
2: right. No, no. If you give him your phone number and you're a female, that's an extra entry. In- so there's a potential for four entries with J.K. Well, find actually, him out.
0: four with J.K., and then you can buy a shirt, and then you can – there's seven entries you there's have right there. seven different ways to win. Yes. Potential. Yes. So there you go. Uh, Seven is the number, not six. All right, so, yes, you got – so that there, there's there's that. And um, so we appreciate all the support and uh, and for the show and all the feedback we get. All right, so well, – It's a
2: great show. That's why people are giving us positive feedback. I called my guys up in Stanford, Connecticut, left them a voicemail. Um, somebody up there listened. Somebody's,
0: I somebody's listening up there. I mean, I can't <laughs> say it wasn't. We are worldwide, too. We still got our following Japan, which you haven't said hi to them in a while. Ha- Kenichiwa. We still we still have a in Japan. We're in Spain. We're in we're in Canada. And perhaps in- the most loyal of them all, uh a little bit biased,
1: but Papa Kruger is a direct endorser of the Ringside Podcast. A big
0: shout out to Papa Kruger for his nice responses to our episodes, uh especially the Jerry Key one. I I appreciate uh the support. So Papa Kruger, uh you're PK, PK, he's PK.
2: No, we can't. There, there's a personality on Louisville Twitter called PK that everybody hates. We're not going to refer him
0: no, to that No, guy. no, Pop-a-kay. We're Pop-a-kay. Not. no. Papa K, Papa K. No, he's pop. PK. We can call him PK. Okay. We're not calling PK1. He's PK. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. So he's the
2: PK. Right, the phenomenal <laughs> PK. He's the most over
0: man on this podcast. <laughs> that's that's he is pretty true. over right now. <laughs> all right, so, uh, so anyways, managers, guys. All right, so... Give your opinion. What makes a great manager?
2: Well, for me, a great manager um, is somebody, obviously, who can talk on the mic, and it makes them even greater when you pair them with somebody for the specific reason that that person can't talk and the other one can talk so well. That's why it's, in my humble opinion, that Roman Reigns could – I don't like him. He's not a good guy to me. He's not the guy to me. He's the bad guy to me, and uh, not bad in a in a traditional sense. But if they threw somebody like Paul Heyman with them, I could do wonders for him. To me, part
1: of the presentation with the managers is how they like not just how well they talk, but their overall presentation. Like most of the great ones in general have like an iconic look or an item that kind of symbolizes them, like. You know, Jimmy Hart had the megaphone, or Jim Cornette had the tennis racket, or Freddie Blassie wore the uh, diamond-studded jacket, or whatever. Mister
2: Fuji, he had his little tuxedo, and uh, uh, he had a little uh, the salt.
1: He had a little uh,
0: ghee and uh, salt. Bless you. So, I agree. It, it, it's a manager. Um, what a manager does is they elevate the star without taking the spotlight, but yet. Bring the spotlight to the they're, star they're, they're kind of, of
1: they're kind of like the on screen agent, if you will,
0: well, for the yeah, wrestler, yeah, but i mean it's 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 an art because you have to be able to like i said, you have to be able to elevate the star, bring the spotlight to the star without still in the spotlight, but at the same time be be above and beyond or just be I, I'm like i can't think of the word i'm looking for be um supplementary yeah just it, it, it's, it, it's a fine art and that's that's just not only on screen and promos and whatnot that's also in the out in the ring you got to be able to watch the match and go with the ma- and and use psychology on um, outside too you got to be able to know when to get mad when to not get mad when to get involved when to not get involved when the when the heckle the crowd when to not heckle the crowd and, of course, there's good guy and bad guy managers, but most common managers are bad guys.
1: So before we get into some of the guys that we feel are the best, uh, we've noticed a recent trend. I think any wrestling fan knows this as well. Is there's not a lot of managers nowadays no. in pro wrestling.
0: No, there's not.
1: and it's... I think it's kind of died down, especially in the last 10 years. Because there was a brief period of time where I didn't watch wrestling from, I would say, 07 to 2010. Probably for my better judgment. But right around that time, there were still like valuable managers like Vicky Guerrero. Casro uh, Davari was one of them that I remember. He's really underrated when Muhammad Hassan was there. So that said, uh, why do you guys feel like that there's a lack of, I guess, premier managers or if any in just pro wrestling right now?
0: Why do I feel like there is a lack of? Yeah, uh, I just think that the. Um... I mean, I I, I think that they've they've got away from it for so long that they almost feel like you know um, why go back? What you know? It's like that's the old school way. That's the old style. That's you know, it's not that this is the new group. But what's weird about it though? They do bring them in every so often, one or two here or there and stuff. And when they do, it always works. I mean, whether it's a valet manager or whether it's a advocate or someone who is, you know, um, uh, training or 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 uh, what's the word um not promoting but like um, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Uh, boosting or, or encouraging or pushing them to the next level rather than one of those kind of a coach a coach motivating as as, them motivating them it, it's still it's it, they bring those in and it always works Course I know they bring something that doesn't too, don't get me wrong, but for the most part it always works because that that that's not really a lost art that would always
2: stand the test of time. Yes. It's a staple Re- of pro
0: wrestling lore. Yeah, it's always gonna be around, it's always gonna be something that's gonna work and would work twenty years ago, thirty years ago, fifty years ago. We'll still work today. That we're still the same people. We've evolved in a lot of ways, in a lot of things, but in technology and whatnot. But we're still the same kind of people with human emotions that can't that hate people, like people. We're still those kind of we're still those kind of people.
2: Uh, I I couldn't agree more with you there. And right now, I can only think of two managers that are on WWE, and one of them's kind of like on a little leave right now. But Maria K- Kanellis, she's a fantastic manager. Uh, she can talk. Uh, she does all the thing, and I know that you all haven't didn't watch TNA that much or Global Force, whatever it was. But she did a good job uh, being the uh, head the way, of the knockouts division there, and and uh, talking for Mike there. Go ahead. But by the way, shout out to uh, Mike and Maria Canellis They are also
1: going to be expecting a baby. No,
2: they are actually expecting
0: a baby. Eminem's <laughs> are both having babies. I don't believe Ms. and
2: Maurice are having a baby. I believe that Marie- Maurice, or, a
0: good man, good I, manager.
2: She, she, yeah, she elevated, I, I, I forgot she about She
0: elevated. Uh, you forgot about there's about ten I can name. You. She elevated uh, M- Miz to a whole new level when she came on board.
2: Right. A year yeah. and a half. So ago. I, I forgot Maurice, but Titus O'Neil. That's not working for me. Titus. No, uh,
0: Titus O'Neil. But then you. But then you have Lana. That works. When, but Lana's
2: not f- a manager anymore. That's why I didn't. Tamina. She's doing tomato. No, Lana's think,
1: wrestling, though. I mean, I they're in faction all know, together. I think we all know who Lana deserves to be
2: beside.
1: And that's just not because she's actually married to him, but because...
0: No, no Rusev, for sure. Yeah. No,
2: they should have never broke them. That was a, a terrible decision by them to break them, especially then, to give Lana... No, I know they gave her the couple individual title shots. She didn't cash in on it. That was an awful decision. Lana and Rusev worked but together.
0: Then, uh, but then in, in NXT, you have um, uh, whats your name uh, with... Um, What's the girl? She was. She's. Uh, what's his name's girlfriend? Or Austin Aries' his girlfriend? Trinidad. But what's her? What's her oh, uh,
2: name? Andre almost. That's who she's
0: with. But who? What's her name? And what's her name on the? I don't know. You know what I'm talking it,
2: about? I know who you're talking about, but the name escapes. I you know,
0: know escapes me. I'm just blank. But you have her. Then you also have Paul Paul Elling. No, I was
2: talking about, the, about WWE. I wasn't talking about uh, that. Is WWE NXT? No, I was talking about the main roster. All right. All
0: right.
1: I, I feel like the shrink of managers. If anything, has also. I guess, increase the impact that a manager may or may not have. I mean, I would say it's been better for Paul Heyman because he's far and away the best manager in the business right now. And for will, sure. And right will now. always be one of the best of all time. And Juana was very good in her role with Rusev because, again, when she debuted, I think there was only, what, like maybe one or two at the most managers, really? And it's always good to have some come back, like Elring is back right now with the offers of pain, which I think they're fantastic. Probably Mm -hmm. probably the most underrated tag team in all of pro wrestling right now. So I think having less kind of greatens the impact of it, but I do kind of wish that there was more to help guys like Roman Reigns. Or some other guys like Baron Corbin who need somebody to kind of elevate their game on the mic.
2: Baron definitely needs help. They've changed his theme music 18 times to try to get him over. It's still not real. I mean, it's good music. I like the music. But Roman needs somebody. Uh, Baron needs somebody.
0: Okay, so let's do this. I agree with you. They all There's a bunch of people that need people. And then there's some that don't need people. Um, but... And they get them or whatever. So I'm mean, like the whole um, Bob Backlund thing with you know that, that was Darren Young. That was a, that was a debacle. Awful. So so I mean there's there's times where those things are awful. Even Paul Heyman's had some awful experiences with uh, Curtis Axel, Heidenreich. heidenreich Yeah. So all right. So let's um right let's let, let's break down some managers. Okay. We all know who our number one is going to be. I'm pretty sure we're confident with that.
2: Uh, I think so.
0: Yeah. So, before, let's not talk about our number one. Let's talk about an, our honorable mention or someone else that we think each one of us won't would like, but we all pick somebody different. So, one of us will go first. You just know, come up with someone else's name, and I'll go in. So, we'll let JK um, – or should we let you so he don't steal it, right? I, I think so. That would be fair. Okay. I
2: am the highest paid person on the panel, so – well, it's harder to be paid less than zero? So. That's,
0: that's true. You <laughs> right, get a so raise. You, so you go. <laughs> so, so you go first. You say who your other one is, and we'll, we'll you know we'll, you go
2: ahead. Okay, I'm going to go with JJ Dillon as my okay. honorable mention. All right, All the right. leader of the four horsemen, no matter which incarnation. When when one or two guys left, he filled the 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 holes giggity just well. Um, he could talk the talk. He could walk the walk. He was always very entertaining, uh, inside and outside of the ring. So that's my that's my honorable mention.
0: Okay, so I mean, what what? But hold on, I mean, you, okay. well, you kind of said it. Um, but why would he be picked over some other ones? Like, what would what? Because you know, he, most people, most, most fans that watch today have no idea who he is.
2: Right, and and I feel bad for those people because. Uh, I would put him there just because of the sheer volume of people that he led to championships. Okay. All right, I would go with
1: Classy Freddie Blassie. Fantastic okay. manager in the early eighties led guys like uh, I think it was Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik the tag team titles. Very sharp witted, very very intelligent on the mic, and a- as I mentioned with my gimmick infringement earlier. Always used the term "pencil neck geeks" to yeah. put people down, and he was fantastic. The only one that probably rivaled him in that time in the early mid eighties was probably the brain. Who I would assume all of us here probably think
2: he's the greatest. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll come. We'll come back to him. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I like that pick. I thought um, you were going to say Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> I like that pick. Um, I was expecting one of you all to name somebody else. I won't name him yet. We'll come back to him because we'll do another round. Okay. Um, because I'm sure the ne- next one will be, I'll go ahead and name Jim Cornette. Um, Jim Cornette was um great. I'm talking about managing wise, Jim Cornette, not not Jim Cornette that we've seen today, but back in the day when he was with the with the um the Midnight Express. And what he was doing with that and, and raveling with the Rock and Roll Express and just the whole, that whole thing that was going on, um, he made you hate, hate him so much. He was so good at that. And then later, even when the, the Heart Foundation and with Vader and the whole thing, you still always hated him. And I know he did a lot on Smoky Mountain that a lot of people have seen. But you always hated Jim Cornette. He was never the good guy. He was always the bad guy. I've never remembered Jim Cornette being the good guy, Ever. I mean, do you remember him being the good guy?
1: No, and uh, by the way, local man from Louisville, Kentucky, born and raised, also helped bring up Smoky Mountain Wrestling and uh, always fantastic heel around this territory because outside of Louisville, he would always put down, like, the people in Hazard or Corbin or E-Town, just say, like, my Jefferson County tax dollars funded your ticket tonight, yeah. or something like that.
2: Wasn't he managing Yoko and Owen in the in yeah. the, uh, the in was. your house? He was okay. Yeah, Camp Cornet. Um, I I thought his uh I, I can agree with you here, but my disdain for him become were from personal reasons. It was me as a nine year old boy at Freedom Hall. And him, I'm sitting in the front row and him coming up and, like, saying some disparaging things to my parents. And, and myself, as a nine-year-old kid, I didn't care for that too much. And I always tried to dislike him. But then he went on to manage, like, some of my favorite wrestlers growing up. So it was like, oh, I'll put up with this prick. But uh, he was a Louisville dude. So got JK over here doing Tai Chi or he's planking or some crap. Uh, but
0: <laughs> in my peripheral over here. But, yeah. yeah. No, he's a – yeah, he's a Louisville dude, and that's you know always get people from this area. You always like want to be good, and, and supposedly, I mean, he can be a, a prick. And he actually, I have a personal story. He was a, he was a prick to me, but he did apologize later. I know I've talked about that before. And one day yeah. we'll get more detail into sharing it what really happened. But, um, but honestly, though, he's uh, he's he knows his stuff. Um, you know, I do think he's what, he, what he's become here in the last few years with this whole Russo feud, and it's just been it's just overwhelming too much, but. As far as managing years ago and what he's done, it's been great. I've heard he was a big Kentucky fan too, so that's another thing that's got me a
2: little sour that's on. That's fake, fake news. He's a Louisville fan. No, nah, Louisville fans don't act like that.
0: Anyway Oh my god. <laughs> well he's, oh never mind, I won't say that. <laughs> um so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um uh, inside oh,
2: joke for our yeah. listeners.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um so uh so that's our yeah, honorable that's, mention. That's, that's honorable mention. So, okay. okay. Go ahead and name, uh, before, because we're all going like, to talk about the, our number one. In right together. Detail. So Go ahead and, um, give me another, Jeremy, who else? My number three is Jimmy Hart. Um,
2: the Great. mouth of the, the south. Mouth you know of the south. I, I
0: was, by the way, side note on this at at the at the Louisville Clemson game. I was there and I was sitting and there was like two rows, bef- uh, in front of me there was a guy and the, sh- the game was over, which was a debacle. We won't talk about that. But he gets up and the guy turns around and he has a mouth from the south shirt on. I was like, no way! And so it was kind of cool that not many people wear a shirt like that. So he obviously you tell him
2: how much you love John Cena. Whatever. Jimmy
1: Hart. Well, for once, uh, Daniel wasn't the one who brought him up.
2: I know. I, had, I didn't want to end his streak of not mentioning his favorite dude or his favorite dude not being that's, mentioned. That's um, but anyway, Jimmy Hart. Up today, so Jimmy but. Hart, there never is, but you always seem to. Um, Jimmy Hart was just, he was magic on the mic. Uh, he's another guy that could just, if the guy was a subpar wrestler and he was out there talking for him, you would think he was a world beater. Uh, He managed uh, the Hart Foundation. He managed uh, a plethora. Who else did he – y'all give me some guys he managed.
1: Honky Tonk Man.
2: Honky Tonk Man. That's who I'm thinking of. You know, Hulk Dr- Hogan. Hulk Hogan. He managed uh, the
1: longest-branded man? intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time. Honky Tonk right. Man.
0: Uh, Jerry Lawler, I believe.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, oh, yeah. And then in uh, Macho Man down in the USWA, he, he uh, managed. Huck managed Hulk Hogan when he came back to WCW. That's what he just said before that. Thanks for listening, JK. Uh, I'm joking with you. But, uh, yeah, just, I mean. I was always drawn to him, and of course, I mean, he's got a big mouth and likes to run it. I've got a big mouth and like to run it, so I kind of gravitated towards him.
0: Well, I mean, um, yeah, no, I like Jimmy Hart. It's a good pick. JK? My number three ties into probably
1: my favorite wrestler of all time, and another gal from Louisville, Miss Elizabeth. Okay. Yep. When we talk about managers, we talked about, you know, kind of the yin to yang dynamic, kind of making them the complete package. And the moment Miss Elizabeth arrived in WWE, she complimented the Macho Man very, very perfectly. It was like a very Beauty and the Beast dynamic. It was a love story. A true love story yeah. that came to life. And, you know, there's stor- other stories about Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth. We won't go into those necessarily. Maybe when we have a Macho Man episode, hint,
2: hint. Right.
1: But, oh,
2: yeah, dig it! it spun much, off into the Miss mega Elizabeth, powers.
1: But Miss Elizabeth was kind of the pioneer for women to be a manager or a valet in a way. She was a very gorgeous woman. She complimented Macho Man's package very, very well. <laughs> And they had a lot of success together. I mean, Macho Man, people don't under, they kind of undervalue this, but Macho Man was the first guy after Hogan to be WWE champion. And that right. meant a lot, especially since he held it for one year, pretty much to the day. Mm-hmm. And she was also a center, central part of that feud as well. When uh, I think it was when Saturday night's main event, when she got blindsided, Mm-hmm. and they had the storyline with Hogan carrying perhaps a little too much, and then Macho Man turned heel that same night. And then, of course, the uh, reunion that they had at WrestleMania eight, which it, was genuinely one of the most heart-tugging moments it, I've it, ever experienced in wrestling.
0: And you know what I like about um, about that, too, is that they were so professional that even after the divorce and all that, in WCW, when they brought them in, uh, they were able to do the same, you know, to still be... You know, manager or he'll be the manager and all that. And when with, with the NWO and it kind of all like um, worked out, um, you know for sure. Uh, and uh, I just think that was really cool of them to, be, to play that role, even though they were not together at all. And they were, but he still loved her though. I mean, I heard story. Anyways, that's a sad note. We'll talk about Macho Man later. But
1: I do want to you know. mention though, and nothing, I guess, to the point, but. She also did manage Ric Flair for a little bit as well as, I believe it was Lex Luger in WCW.
0: Yeah, she did. and For
1: brief spells. Yeah. But she'll always, when people talk about Macho Man, they're always going to talk about Miss Elizabeth. And that's kind of the impact she had as a valet slash manager for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true. And um, I, um, I'm definitely... Uh... I mean, it's a good pick. I mean, that that that's for sure. I, I, she's on my list, but um, I just one of those things where mostly managers are usually more heels, and she was so loved, so beautiful too. I mean, the young Miss Elizabeth, my goodness. I mean, even the older she, Miss Elizabeth is beautiful, but I'm just she was I, the knockout. I would see like when you watch those old, you know, when I watch old SummerSlams or the rest of my whatever I watch old stuff with her and Macho Man. I'm just like in awe of her beauty. I mean, it's just like amazing how beautiful. Sorry, she is. Maria, but. Miss Elizabeth really was the
1: first lady of wrestling in that oh,
0: sense. Yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. She always Maria,
2: would be. Maria is so hot. <laughs> Sorry, it's hot, yeah.
0: Sorry. The thing, the, the thing about her is you can go see Maria. All right. So um, <laughs> R. I. P. Hugh Hefner. All right. So uh, the, who passed uh, away
2: on Hup Day?
1: <laughs> the damn legend.
0: My um, what I'm going to go with is I'm going to I'm going to kind of go a little side because y'all y'all are kind of going a little off what I'm thinking y'all are doing, so I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to go with Sonny.
2: Speaking of being able
0: to see her online, oh, interesting pick. Because in Smoky Mountain, she was she was more hated than Cornette. She was a hated heel. Now, when she got WWE, they turned her into this this sex symbol. But which rightfully so. But in but she was so hated. She could she could bring so much heat in Smoky Mountain. And when you watch all these old videos. You were you would be like, why didn't WWE do this? And they were brought her up to do that, actually. But Vince got a, saw her and was like, "Oh no, we can do something else with her." And it worked out. But I think it would. I think it would have. She would had a longer career and probably would have stayed away from all the drama that caused her to not, not have the career, the longer career, long career she could have had. Right. And if she was in that role as a, as an actual heel manager, like she was in the in the mid nineties in uh, Smoky Mountain wrestling.
2: Yeah, I liked her a lot. She. Uh, my only thing is that. She- with her, they kind of bounced her around with a couple of tag teams. Didn't she bounce back and forth from skip and and zip or flip and then yeah, to the, the smoking the bo- gun? The,
0: the the Godwins, too. Yeah. And the smoking gun. That, yeah. that then, kind of tarnished things well, for me a little it. bit. But it did work. But every time right. it did, it worked. It got them over. You know, even even she was like LOD 2000 or right. whatever. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. I mean, it, but it worked. It got her over. So she was, she definitely, it definitely worked out for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean that's kind of my. I mean, I have another. I think we're gonna. I think there's gonna be two people we need to break down individually instead of one, our number one, and then our probably our number two. Okay. Um, I think we need to kind kind of go in more detail about on this person, but um, so let's do that. Our, I think all of our number two would probably be the one that's currently active right now. Not mine. That wouldn't be your number two. No. Who would be your number two?
2: Do you want to discuss y'all's number two? Just go
0: ahead. Who's your number two? Okay.
2: And in no way do I think this man is a number two. I think Daniel set this up on purpose. But let me l- read you a list of the people that this guy has managed. Okay. Go ahead. All right. You yeah, ready? It's going
0: to be. Go ahead. You ready? Yeah.
2: Sean O'Hare. Mike The Miz. Bobby Lashley.
0: Uh, Mark
2: Henry. Uh, you got something in your mouth. No. I don't have nothing in my mouth. Mark Henry, Carlito, the prototype. Who's
0: the prototype?
2: Bull Buchanan. Who's the prototype? I don't know. Some dude.
0: Who's the prototype?
2: Rocco Bellagio, the greatest and longest reigning OVW champion of all time. Uh, Just to name a few people. I have been lucky enough to call this dude a friend for the last few months. And I'm going off kilter here. I'm going with the number two greatest manager of all time who's responsible for a lot of the the success in WWE indirectly right now, Kenny Bolin.
0: I like that pick. I've known Kenny for 20 years, so I'm good.
2: Uh, good on the mic. He had a way of getting everybody over and up to the next level. Uh, a lot of the success at the WWE level right now. can uh, Seven degrees of separation could be a, a attributed to Kenny Bolin. Uh, I mean, not this guy though.
0: I've I've seen Kenny that was do master work personally live and per- I mean like he's just he's he's a great manager. Now, he did learn from one of the best, his former best friend, apparently Jim Cornette. Right. That's- so you know, but Kenny has done some great. I mean, he he made you hate him. Yeah. Um, and he. Like help a lot of wrestlers learn the craft. He really did. Um, Just some of the stories
2: that he tells in
0: his book, and that
2: other wrestlers. Like I seen this exchange. The other uh, this was about a month or two ago on Twitter, where people were talking about his book, and some of the wrestlers that were in the book, or uh, that knew Kenny, just started chiming in with old Kenny stories. One of the things in the book says something about how. He used to promise people, like, vouchers. Movie tickets. Movie tickets. <laughs> yeah. And Shelton Benjamin goes on. To, yeah, He promised me those one time. And then the, everybody's ex- just,
0: Expired movie tickets. Yeah, expired
2: again. movie yeah. tickets at yeah. that. You know, He, was every- like, he
0: promised me get were expired movie tickets.
2: Right. Jumped in. And it, it yeah. was just, it was a great time. I mean, you could tell that he's beloved. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewed him a couple weeks ago. Uh, he don't just interview nobodies. I truly believe. Like I said, I know he's not mainstream. He should be. And he is a WWE Hall of Fame mentionee and verified on Twitter. And he uh, probably screwed you, too. He probably did. Can you owe me a dinner for that plug? Um, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, th- th- in my mind, there's nobody There's nobody close to him uh, behind number one for me.
0: Okay. I mean, I,
2: I'll... And the only reason my number two is not what I think y'all's number two is is just because of the the amount of people... That that person's managed, if, if we're on the same wavelength.
0: Yeah, but the difference between I think, uh, not to not getting anything Kenny's done, but the difference between one thing that Kenny and Kenny will agree that this person Kenny does Kenny's done great promos, but the person that I'm going to say is number two, uh, like kills the he's like best promo there is still t- right now, rather than any wrestler any I mean he talks I'm just like sucked in immediately. To what he's listening, to what he's what he's saying, it, it's just it's it's unbelievable. And Kenny, um, I think had the ability to do that. Don't get me wrong, I've seen it, but I don't think he's on a consistent basis as as Paul. And Kenny's my friend, so I mean I'm not. You know, this is something I would say in front of Kenny right now, but Kenny would also agree that who our number one is is his number one, too. right, right, right. But um, so I guess J.K. Do we have the same number two? We do, but for the sake of it, I'm gonna go
1: off the beaten path, kind of like Jeremy okay. did here, All right? Okay. Well, I mentioned earlier that uh, Miss Elizabeth kind of gave Macho Man that dynamic, and they'll always be paired together in that same light. My number two is kind of that same way, but uh, with the man they call the Undertaker. I'm talking about Paul Bearer and and or Percy Pringle, depending on where you may have seen him. Yeah.
0: When uh, Undertaker first debuted... And actually, sorry, actually, I think that's that's Kenny's one of Kenny's favorite people, too. So
1: It should be anybody's favorite, for that matter. Percy yeah. Pringle, among yeah. all-time managers, is criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. But back to my story time here. When Undertaker debuted, he had uh, Bruce Prichard as his manager, a.k.a. Brother Love.
2: I love you!
1: And don't get me wrong, Bruce Prichard is an intelligent savvy wrestling mind but when you compare this like morbid uh what's the word like ominous character like the undertaker dressed in all black complemented with a guy like brother love who's dressed in a white suit you know bright pink face slick back hair and the aviators it just didn't seem to match that well so what does uh vince mcmahon do he brings in uh percy pringle dyes his hair black puts on a ghostly makeup with the makeup around his eyes, and in comes Paul Bearer with this mystical urn that gives The Undertaker his sustenance, his power. Mm -hmm. And that was a package that went on not just the entire 90s. It came back for a little bit after WrestleMania 20, and... Not only that, but Paul Bear influenced so many storylines with him and so many matches, like the casket match, the Buried Alive match.
2: The Inferno match.
1: Yeah, the Inferno match, which brings me to another guy that he managed and even debuted with him, Kane, because he brought the storyline when Taker was world champ back in 97 that there was this long-lost brother and it uh, ended up being Glenn Jacobs and the, as the big red machine himself. What about Hell in the Cell? Can
2: that be attributed to him in some way? Eh,
1: no, I would. No. S- I mean, what, I would say yes, but not. I would say maybe like ten, twenty percent. If I had to give a percentage.
2: Okay, well, I mean, like seven, de- seven degrees of separation type stuff. I was like, Undertaker wrestled in the first few of those, right? I, I understand what you're okay, saying. Okay, I'm trying to explain it for those that are
1: slower. And you may notice a common trend with my top three, and perhaps the honorable mention as well the the part of the package with the managers is that they have to compliment them, kind of like right. coffee and creamer or milk and cereal sort of type thing. That's what Miss Elizabeth did with the Macho Man. That's what Paul Bearer did with The Undertaker and Kane. And, and Paul Bearer could cut tremendous promos and have you buy into yep. what he was selling with the Dead Man.
0: Absolutely. You know, it... it um, so... Yeah, I mean, I, Paul Bear is, um, yeah, one of the one of the best. By the
1: way, no coincidence too, but uh, Macho Man, and the Undertaker, also two of my all time favorites. So just yeah. wanted to
0: throw that out there. Um, mine is I'm going to go ahead and say it's Paul Heyman. Um, and, I'm surprised. Well, it's just, and that, you know, I've been hinting at it, it's just because of the fact that he's he cuts a good promo. He he sells. I mean, I, what I here's what I love about. Paul, and, and this is, he talked about this in a DVD. Uh, he said Dusty Rose kind of uh, mentored him. And um, Dusty Rose said, after he got a promo, after he, he got this great promo one night uh, and all this stuff, and then he comes back and goes back to Dusty and this he goes, well, baby, he goes, I don't understand what you're selling. And he's like, what do you mean what I'm saying? You didn't, you didn't sell anything. And he just, said, I just, I just put over. I just talked about everything. I just talked about the. No, but you didn't sell it, baby. So sorry, that's my dusty person.
2: Can I? Can I make a motion that from now on, that's the only voice you should use going forward? It's a lot better than your regular voice. <laughs>
1: Whatever. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody's got a good dusty roads
0: impersonation, Daddy. Anyways, good so God. Um. So I, that or my Johnny Ace is pretty good, dude. You know what I'm saying, Johnny Ace? All right. You so, just sound like you're choking yourself while you talk. <laughs> So what but one thing about that, though, is that, um, you know, he got me sidetracked. Um, But okay, so he learned that craft. He said, "Okay, I got to I got to be selling. I got to sell, sell. What are we selling? What am I selling? So when he cuts these promos. You know what he's selling. It all goes back to everything goes back to Dusty. It goes back to Dusty and showing him, teaching him how to do it and craft it over the years and years. And look at what he did with ECW. He took that same mindset. I gotta sell it, and he 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 sold it to the. He was able to cut promos to the wrestlers, his own wrestlers, and work them to get them to want to work for him when he owed them thousands of dollars. How do you do that?
2: Because he's a he, smart business you're a masterful salesman.
0: Salesman, and what, how do you become a good salesman? You sell, you marry
2: the bo- Never mind. Sorry. You
0: sell, and you sell what you believe. He you believe. And when he's out there cutting a promo talking about Brock Lesnar right now, you believe that Brock Lesnar is going to demolish number A, number he's B, number C. He's a, going to beat, he's going to victimize, and he will conquer. He is, he just screams a lot. He, he's going to. No he does not the reigning defending undisputed right all he yells all that i no, you know I, I not, love his i love he, his it's called enunciation promo. it's not it's not yelling it's enunciating the the right syllables to sell what he's selling it's smart
2: he it's a
0: promo. He, enun,
2: he enunciates every single word what Paul
1: heyman does, I would say he did this even better than our consensus number one did. He mastered the art of inflection in his promos. Like, everything is just timed perfectly when he says it. Even when he draws things out, it makes sense. Yes. It's because he wants you to believe and to buy into what he says.
2: Like tell you something fine, sir. All right, yeah. So, the American right. dream, Dusty roads, Not, daddy.
0: I'm just, I he, to get he's, he's one of the best. He's still active. And today, he doesn't use manager. Uh, he goes by advocate. Before he was agent, he doesn't like that. But even back when he had, when he was, when he was running the, the, when he was Paul Dangerously and had the Dangerous Alliance, he was great then. And that was at the beginning of his craft. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. he's. And it says something when he can be a manager for guys that
1: already could cut fantastic promos. He's managed guys like Steve Austin, CM Punk, Rick Rude, Arn Anderson. That's just four of probably dozens of guys he's coached up ever in his
0: career. Yes, um, that is definitely true for sure. Um, Let's pause real quick. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about our number one, um, the greatest manager of all time. Um, and uh, so um, why don't we just say who it is all at the same time? How about on three? the count of three? One, one two, two, three.
2: three. 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 Me. Bobby Heenan. What? I'm undefeated as a wrestling manager. Well, I'm Bobby Heenan. Bobby the brain. Heenan. Bobby the brain. Heenan. The I said it first. The weasel. I'm glad I could get through that. Y'all didn't help me out any.
0: No, because h- how would you be the greatest wrestler or greatest manager ever? We- how
2: many wrestling managers are undefeated, Daniel? Is 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 Bobby Heenan undefeated? Is Paul Heyman undefeated as a manager? Actually, technically. Is Jimmy Hart undefeated as a manager? Is our guy Kenny Bolin undefeated as a manager?
0: Okay. So, Bobby the Brain Heenan. So you're okay. So you had one match, one one little involvement. No, it was. And a, now you think that you're. Yes, you know. because my
2: guy won the title that night as well.
0: How come if you're such a good Shot manager, why, a big ticket. if you're such a good manager, how come he's not using you again? Uh, who said he's not using me again? Okay, all right, okay. So Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um is by far the greatest. And, and you know what's funny about him? He's not just the greatest manager of all time. He's also a pretty damn good commentator, too. Probably one of the best at that as well. Um, But we'll get to that in another moment. But as far as bo- what Bobby did, just, this, Jeremy, just read a list. You were reading them earlier. Read a list of just the people he managed. Just run through the list.
2: All right. Let me pull that back up. Thanks for putting me on the spot there. Just Just kidding. I'll have um, when you start getting there. I'm good. Nick Bachwinkle, Angelo Papo, Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, Ken Patera, Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorf, Harley Race, Hercules Hernandez, The Barbarian, Mr. Perfect, Ric Flair, The Brooklyn Brawler, Lex Luger, King Haku, Buddy Rose, and Butch Reed, just to name a few. And then the tag, the uh, Adrian Adonis as well. Tag teams, uh, the Blackjacks, the Brainbusters, the Colossal Connection, the Islanders, just to name a few.
0: Okay, I mean that's an impressive list. No, it, it, list. it is. It is. And and what I love about his what what we talked about earlier with Paul Heyman, he was so he was so entertaining that when he was on when he was cutting promos on somebody, it was amazing. There's one that I, I heard that. He wasn't even some. Somebody else was like talking and cutting the promo. He comes into their promo in the middle of it, mid sit, and just cuts him off and grabs the mic and just starts running his mouth. It was like unbelievable. And one thing about him is that you couldn't stand him. You wanted him to get his due. You wanted, you know, the you wanted uh, someone to always do that. Here's one thing though about Bobby the Heenan. He he his character could not stand Hulk Hogan, and he followed that all the way through his entire career. Even at WCW, mm-hmm. and when he joined the NWO, he was like, "Huh? If I bet he, I, whose side is he on? Because he he always thought he couldn't trust Hulk Hogan, and when Hulk Hogan proved that he couldn't do it, it was like Bobby finally got his. See, I've been telling y'all for years not to trust this guy. It was just it was amazing classic. how how he how he did all that that whole entire time.
1: He also had one of the most iconic bits in WWE history when Michaels betrayed Marty Gennetti. 2 Two mm-hmm. two one-liners actually. That, I don't know how... One, unbelievable one-liner is great, but two in the same segment, it's unbelievable, because I think it was Michael's super kick, Gennetti, and then he just goes, oh, I knew he was going to do that. Right. And then he said that Marty Janetti or Michael's helped Janetti jump out the window or something like that. Just incredible. The man had razor-sharp wit. And if he... Was around this time, probably 20 years younger, he would be the king of clapbacks on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he would. I think he would, um, he would own Twitter uh, for sure. Um, you know, it, what's, it's, what's wild about it is the fact that um, you've seen this man um, go through such an ordeal at the end of his life. A uh, man that was always about a, always about a, uh, he was the brain, but yet at the same time he was he was the mouth. Not sorry, Jimmy, but no, he was not the mouth of the South. He was just the mouth. He would just always run and always had something to say. And then you know, battling with the throat cancer and all he went through, where he couldn't speak anymore in his last years of his life. It's really kind of it was kind of painful to see. I've seen a lot of people get meet him and get pictures taken with him, and I'm going, I, you know, it. it I don't know if I could like I I just I would it's not the same Bobby the Brain and you know I just I know what it, it is it's the same person but it, I don't know him personally so in your mind you're, you're like no it's not you know that's not the guy that I watched or seen you know it's kind of a hard bittersweet moment to swallow uh, and I, I unfortunately never got the chance to meet him I know people that have and a lot of friends that have um and i think it would have been cool to meet him no matter what but it's still it's just that um he was such an iconic figure that it was hard to see him in those last days for sure
2: yeah it's, with bobby he's been uh he's been in rough shape for a while now um i think the last time i seen him in, in decent shape was the wrestlemania uh, which WrestleMania was that, J.K., where he was the announcer for the one, ma- the gimmick match, Battle Royal, 17. 17. Uh, that's the last time I've seen him. But I used to, you know, let's talk about his uh, contributions outside the ring. Before Raw came on the scene and uh, I think it was 93? Yeah. Primetime Wrestling was the show. And it was because Bobby and Gorilla had this amazing chemistry. And every- you talk about one-liners. The whole two hours was nothing but Bobby one-liners. And if if you haven't watched Primetime Wrestling ever, or it's been a long time since you've watched it, I implore you to go back, watch an episode, that just nothing but pure entertainment for, for the two hours. And Bobby was ahead of his time. Like you said, if he would have had social media back then,
0: he'd be trending every day. For sure. He definitely would be. Um, it's... Um yeah, he's just one of the best. Um um I love the fact that uh you know, he was no matter what no matter what program you saw, uh we got to experience the, the very best. He always brought out the best and him him and gorilla, he brought out the bre- best in the commentary, he brought out the the best in when he cut promos, he brought out the, the best against Hulk Hogan, uh being this arch ne- nemesis. I mean, he always brought out the best in everyone. Um, because he really, truly was the best. I mean, he, he was great, and um, it's um, it's sad that we lost him. Uh, I know he's in a better place, and, and things are much better for him now, but it's sad that we lost him. He did lose a legend, one of the greatest, and there is nobody ever, as good as Paul Heyman is, as good as Jim Cornette was, good as whoever else in the future that comes, that comes around, there will be no one ever better or greater than Bobby the Brain Heenan. Amen to that, brother. Preach it. All right. Do you have any any more comments about about any managers else, or Bobby the Brain, or anything else before we go?
2: No. Uh, that we pretty much covered everybody.
0: Um, yeah, we missed a few Teddy Long and um, Sensational Sherry. Sensational Sherry for sure. Um, we did miss a few. Uh, we'll you know we'll have we'll probably tackle tackle this again in some other kind of uh, show where we're talking about some way in their manager, um, but. Um, Thanks for listening to the show, and as always, you can find us all on the Podcast Avenue spots, Podcast Attic on, for, for Android listeners, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn Radio app, Stitcher or, or Radio, or bringsoutpodcast.com. You can also find us on the social media, as in the Twitter the Instagram and the Facebook at rings podcast individually on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC at Cougar mania And don't forget to tweet us um, at the ringside podcast to let, to show us your screenshot. you listen to the show um, or, or uh, subscribe hashtag ringside podcast. Listen, and you will be able to enter in for the mug and plus some other giveaway or Go to our uh, CollarAndElbowBrand.com, dot com collarandelbow order a order there use ring, use the promo code sign, all capital letters save ten percent and you also get entered two entries into the show and then whatever you do find JK take a picture of JK out there and then you you entered two as well that's what Jeremy came up with it's, yeah that. it's not per, it it's not creepy at all Just uh, absolutely do it. not we'll be way at the end of, end of October so be on the lookout for that um, and um, so um, you know guys, uh, we appreciate all the support. So thanks so much for listening to the Ringside podcast. And in the meantime, in the meantime and in between time,
2: until next time, you can catch us Ringside. See ya.
0: I'm a strength. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain, and you can be next. You better give respect.